Welcome to another FaceTime with Faye Nicole Hines program. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8. So if you can, please turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 8. And we're going to start in verse 4, where it says, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop of a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has, it, has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said to you, It has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now, the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now, this is very important what Jesus said in verse 15. So, it is everyone's goal to have seed that is thrown on good ground and that we hear the word with a noble and good heart. So, you got to ask the Lord, Lord, please give me a noble and a good heart to receive your word and keep it. Regardless of what comes my way, bless me and give me courage to keep the word and never lose faith. Okay, so we can bear fruit with patience. So I understand that over the years when some people get saved, they're full of passion. They're proclaiming the word. They're telling their friends, their family about Jesus. They're telling them everything that he's done for them. And, you know, sometimes those people will say, well, that's good. That's wonderful. And then you'll have some that say, well, I'm a good person, too. I go to church, too. The Lord's done some things for me, too. And then there's the but, right? Well, those are people who probably had their seat choked up with the cares of the world, huh? Or had their seat thrown on rocks. 
or on between thorns, but we want the word on good ground. And the good ground is those with a noble heart, a good heart. You don't have a stony heart, okay? So always ask the Lord, Lord, please search my heart. Anything that is contradictory to your word or has doubts concerning you and your word, please remove them from my life. So it cannot sabotage anything that you are giving me this time and season in my life. I have examples of this. Um, and I know some of you have, if you're a PK, a preacher's kid, and, and you know, not all preacher's kids are the same, but you as an individual, you took your um, salvation seriously, and you know some other preacher's kids that did not. And then you're wondering, well, what happened, what went wrong? Well, that noble heart is not there. Or they just didn't care, and ministry was something their parents did on the side, okay? It wasn't something that they saw behind closed doors, and maybe that affected the word in their life. They allowed the cares of the world to affect their walk with the Lord. But you didn't. Then we have people who are new in a church and then they see certain things about their leadership, about other members in the church who have um, titles and, you know, they receive gifts and accolades and all of this stuff coming their way. And yet you're more faithful and loyal to the king than they are. <laughs> and then if you allow it. The, the sins of those people in leadership of your church to get to you where it affects your heart and the word that the Lord has sown into your life. If you just discard it because you're angry that these people have leadership positions that you desire and would be better at doing than them, but you're upset that it didn't come to you. But I want to encourage you to know there's a reason why the Lord did not allow you to get to receive those positions from pastors or bishops or whoever is pastoring your church. Because those people that you see and know don't live a righteous, clean life. Come on. They know things about your pastor. <laughs> That you never thought you would ever see or know. You know? That also. So seeing the leadership of an elder. Of a deacon. Deaconess. Um, and then going from there. And becoming a deacon or an elder. And then getting closer to the leadership. The pastor. Can affect your walk. See. There are certain things that, you know, we always see, like, let me go to Christian TV, okay? I know for a fact that many of the people that are admired are not what, what or who you think they are. And I'm not saying names. I'm not attacking people. But 
certain people who find out the truth about people who have huge ministries, large ministries, they discard the word or their own personal devotional times with the Lord, the word that is working in their lives, and they're looking at people, and that is affecting their walk. So they're like, you know, I'm looking at you. You're the one that preached the word. I received it, yet you don't live it like I do. That happens also, but you cannot allow the weaknesses and the sins in other people's lives to affect your life, your salvation, your walk with Jesus. Amen? Amen. So how the enemy has come against a lot of people in this generation, unfortunately, has been through members of their congregations. Now, I can say, yes, the enemy probably showed up at your job and started to attack you, right? <clears throat> but what do you do in that experience when you're attacked at your job? So over time, you probably learn, I need to separate myself from this person. And you did. And you confided in your boss about the issue. But the person is still harassing you. Then you know. I think I'm dealing with a devil. And you are. Right? You are. It's happened to me. And I know it's happening to a lot of you. You know, you're a person of faith and you're walking by faith. You're believing the Lord. And yet you go to a job where not everybody there is saved. And amongst the crowd, there's some devils. Okay, but because they're attacking you and they know you need the job, right? They're going to see how they can get or tap a weakness in your life to get you fired or removed from the position that you've, you've accomplished to have. So there is another place where the word has to work for you. Okay, and you must pray. Amen. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of people who allow the cares of the world, their jobs, families, issues, marriages that have gotten to them. And so many have lost faith in the Lord and they just threw in the towel and they quit. Don't quit. Don't ever quit. Have that noble and good heart that Jesus is talking about where you are bearing much fruit with patience as he said in Luke chapter 8 verse 15 another issue I know that many of you are having because I've experienced it too it's just how do you t declare it and say the truth to certain people this is what's happening in my marriage you're not alone in that so if your spouse is not equally yoked with you, or you, at, at the time, in the beginning of your relationship, they were, and it could be a he or she, right? The wife or the husband, okay? Because I know there's men who are sincere about their relationship with the Lord, and they married a woman who they believe was sincere also, and then later found out they were not. That too can choke the word. 
that can cause you to quit. You cannot allow your spouse, any family members, friends, associates to stop you from being loyal to the Lord. This is your salvation, which is very serious. And it costs the Lord much. Okay, so you hold on to the word and allow the word to continue to work in your life. And I am a testimony to this, that the word works. The Lord is with me. He has helped me with many situations. When I started the ministry, the enemy attacked me in the most horrific ways where I was hospitalized twice within two years and no one cared about me. And this is when I lived in the United Kingdom. This is when I was in England. The first hospital I went to was in London and they did an excellent job. And the other one I went to wasn't so great. But I had the word with me. I still read my Bible and I prayed. I sought the Lord with all my heart. Amen. So I am telling you from experience, from the knowledge of knowing that he will do the same from you, for you. He will heal your body. He will heal your mind. He will heal your family. He will, he will protect you. The word will work in your life. It will change you. It will transform you. And as you continue to grow in the things of righteousness, he will begin to show you more amazing things about himself and his kingdom. But you have the choice to continue in the faith. You have a choice not to quit. I chose not to quit. Can you imagine what would have happened if I quit? You will never hear about faith time ever again. Huh? I will go on and live my life like other people, trying to work. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I did for a while, you know, last year. And I met, well, who did I meet? <laughs> you know, met some great people at the last job I had. But there were some devils there. And I'm telling you, it was awful. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to continue with the ministry. I'm going to continue obeying the Lord. I'm going to continue producing faith time episodes. I am not going to quit. And I'm telling you also a listener today, someone who needs change, someone who needs healing. He is here to heal you and he will. All you have to do is believe and ask. Study the word of God. Let it get into your soul. Let it get into your spirit and let it transform your life. He will strengthen you against the walls of the enemy. I know he will because he's done it for me and he will do it for you. So please keep the faith. Keep on praying. Trust the Lord. He is always there to help you. So I want to thank you again for listening to another Faith Time with Faithical Hines show. Please do pick up your copy of Sands of Freedom. It's my first published book. 
Um, and I want to say around that time that I finished that book is when the enemy attacked me. Um, so please, it's a special book. It's the first book I've ever written that's been published and is finished for you to read. It's another Exodus story. It's a, it's a real sweet story. It's a touching story about the lives of um, Hebrews who lived in Egypt all those years ago and how at a time of suffering and loss, the Lord shows up. Amen. And he has a message for them. So thank you so much for listening to Faith Time. Visit um, my website at www.faithnicolehines.com and God bless you.